Hello and welcome to the Musty Creative Podcast. I am your host, Jesus Nolan. I am joined by my friend and yours, Michelle Nolan. Yes. Thank you for joining us today, even though it's musting here because we've been working too hard. If this is your first time listening to us, we are the Musty Collective and we motivate ourselves to become better storytellers. It's just great to be here with our musties. Our little musties. Yes, we appreciate you guys <laughs> and gals out there listening to the Musty Creative Podcast. Let's start the show. Well, summer is here, or just around the corner for some of you, and there are some great stories for us to enjoy this summer movie season. Mm-hmm. Michelle, let's let's take a brief look. What are the the summer? What's the musty summer movie list for us? Whale. There's Aladdin. Okay. Okay. Godzilla. Yes. Yes. Godzilla. Godzilla. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's not Spanish. <laughs> Godzilla. King of monsters. Yes. Is it? Okay, yeah. And then The Dead Don't Die. The Dead Don't Die. Wine Country. Yep, yep. Netflix. Yep. Uh, Toy Story 4. Yep, yep, yep. Lion King. Yes. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I almost said Mexico, which is a different movie. Totally different movie. (laughs) Totally different movie. Yeah, so Aladdin, uh, like we talked about before in the podcast, the first teaser trailer did not like. No. Did not like it all, as far as the genie part. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still disappointed with their casting choice for Jafar. Yeah. But uh, I'm still going to... But with the second trailer, it got me really excited, and now I'm ready to go see this movie in the theaters. Yeah. Because it, it's doing something different. Uh, I, I'm actually antip- anticipating seeing this movie more than I am seeing Lion King. Really? Because, you know, we Jungle Book, mm-hmm. which was amazing, already did this kind of, like, jungle animal characters so it's not new yeah i feel like it's just gonna be a complete rehash still gonna be great but it's just the easier one to do Mm -hmm. you have great voice casting already really great story and it doesn't seem too weird the genie is like a totally different thing like how do you make the genie live action yeah that's true but i'm very excited to see aladdin Mm -hmm. now godzilla king of monsters i just really like millie bobby brown is that so that's why you want to go see it yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But there's monsters. Godzilla's going to be wrecking people, man. I know, but then Eleven is there. Uh-huh. And then, well, I don't think she has powers in this. But. I I just don't understand, like, what's the point of human characters in these movies sometimes? I guess to ground it a little bit. Well, if it's but just... But they, they can't do anything. Because it's a little hard for a huge, like, arthritis-looking lizard Arthritis? <laughs> Arthritic? Arthritic, is that the word? Yeah, but... But, but uh, like, it's hard for... Like, he has, like, these stubby little arms, and he can't really move his body that much. So it's like, you can't really feel emotional about, like, this weird, fat lizard thing. Yeah, they have to ground it with the human characters. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I'm excited to see that. I really, really mm-hmm. am. It's coming out at the end of this month. Um, early in June, we have a zombie movie uh, with Adam Driver. <laughs> Bill Murray. And Bill Murray. That's a, an interesting duo. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the dead don't die. I think it's going to be hilarious. Yeah, it, the trailer looks really good. I'm actually excited for this. I'm not yeah. a big zombie person. Mm-hmm. I think the last zombie film I I watched was um, Zombie Love or remember? Warm Bodies. Warm Bodies, which had a very interesting story. <laughs> zombie Love. Yeah, that, that's, that, yeah right? I kind of gave away the story there. Warm Bodies really good. Um, I'm really excited that the dead don't die will kind of shake up the the zombie movie genre yeah. so it's not so like predictable. Yeah. Well, I think just I mean I love deadpan comedy. I think it's hilarious. And I mean Adam Driver is doing deadpan like, yeah. like crazy in this movie. Yeah, so he's really great at that yeah. and Bill yeah. Murray's great at it and the rest of the cast is going to be really funny, I think. So yeah. um I yeah, I'm really excited about that one. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Toy Story 4. You now, skipped Wine Country. Oh, sorry. Wine Country. Don't forget. I know. I'm Netflix. sorry. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so Amy Poehler is going to be... Michelle's looking forward to this movie. I'm just... Okay, I'm a huge <laughs> Saturday Night Live geek. Like, yeah, you I, are. I, <laughs> yeah, I have you are. a short story. Um, I was so heavily a fan of them that I was like, oh, I'm going to get the SNL Trivial Pursuit yeah. version of the game. Yeah, it's still and somewhere. I I have it somewhere, yeah. but I've never played it because everybody else doesn't know that much about SNL, so I'm just like by myself playing hey, SNL. I'll, I'll play with you. Pursuit. I just I will lose, but it's okay. <laughs> to make you happy, I'll play with you. Thank you. Yeah. But anyway, that's why I'm excited about Wine Country. Well, who's who's in it? Whale. So there's um, a bunch of female cast members and writers from the show. So the two women that you probably don't really know that well, Paula Pell and Emily Spivey, they're SNL writers. Yeah, I don't I don't know those people. But yeah. who are the two mainliners that people would know? Um, the two, well, there's a few. There's um, Amy Poehler, yep. Rachel Dratch, And this is uh, Amy Rudolph. Poehler's uh, directorial debut, I believe. No. Feature film. Feature film, yes. Di- directorial yes. debut, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm excited about that. And then there's Maya Rudolph, Anna Gasteyer, um, I think I'm forgetting somebody, Tina Fey. Oh, um, t- I didn't see her in the trailer. She's not playing, um, one of the leads. She's playing, like, a supporting role. Okay. But, yeah, so that's gonna be really funny, I think. We'll see. It's a, f- it's a film that Michelle's excited about. <laughs> what does that mean? It's, it's, it's. Does that mean films that I'm excited about aren't funny? No, no, that no, that's not what it means. So, okay. I'm just saying, like you know, this is this is a film that you're really enjoying. Okay. <laughs> I'm there to support you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Toy Story Four. <laughs> Cuatro. Yes. Hopefully, it does not suck. <clears throat> but I'm really looking forward to this film. I love Pixar. Mm-hmm. I love animation. Um, and I just really, 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 really hope they have an actual story. <laughs> well, a different story than what they've already. Yes, that's true. Told a story that they really wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and then I feel like because a lot of the first trailers that they showed were really depressing, but I feel like the last one that they came out with was like very happy. It was a very happy yeah, version of yeah. it. <laughs> I think they were getting worried, like, audience members were getting worried that it was going to be too depressing, because even Toy Story 3 was depressing. In certain parts, yeah. Yeah. I, I Like, you know, the comments for Toy Story 4, or any Toy Story 4 <clears throat> uh, video up until, the, like, a couple weeks ago, 
was like, oh, I'm going to cry so much in the theater. Oh, I'm depressed. Oh, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh. So, yeah, I think the they did a good job, course correction, kind of bringing more of the joy yeah. of like, hey, toys are alive and you can see them run around and play. Like, yeah. that's the fun about Toy Story. Mm-hmm. All right, Lion King. Um, again, like, the music's going to be amazing. Um, the animation looks really good. Um, but it's a story that we already know. Yeah. And I don't feel like there's going to be any real surprises. Mm-hmm. But still want to go see this film because it's the Lion King live action. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm just really excited to see. Um, I guess the main thing I'll be excited for is when Simba becomes king because that's a very emotional scene for me. Yeah. Also, I haven't seen all the latest trailers. And I'm trying not to. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see the scene where Simba talks to Mufasa. Yeah. When he's older. And Mufasa's in the sky. <sighs> that's going to be a very emotional scene for me. I think, yeah. I'm curious to see how that's going to look visually. Exactly. Exactly. That that kind of interests me a little bit mm-hmm. as far as that. Um, but it just it's a great cast and it, it's easy. It's literally like <laughs> make money by filling in the, the dots. Yeah. You know, like color in the, the dots or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I, don't, I don't see how Disney can mess this up because Jungle Book already set in place the visual graphics that mm-hmm. you need to do yeah. to make a film about animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have a great voice cast, so there's no way they can screw this yeah. up. <laughs> it's an easy, maybe like $1.2, $1.5 billion film, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, okay, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is our last one on the list. Mm-hmm. It's the one that I'm most intrigued about because it's the one I, I know the least about. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be a story, an old Hollywood story. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to look any too more because I really want to be excited and intrigued and surprised. Yeah. It's uh, The director is... Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, who's faced... In the past couple of years, he's had he faced a little media backlash. Me with, too. Yeah, with Me Too coming. He came out and said, hey, I should have done more mm-hmm. about the Harvey Weinstein situation. But even recently... A reporter questioned him after a, a screening mm-hmm. about his use of uh, the female lead mm-hmm. and uh, for her name. Oh, oh goodness! Oh uh, yeah, Margot Robbie. Oh yeah, Margot Robbie is a female lead, and, and the reporter came out saying that her screen time um, felt limited, or at least her dialogue felt limited, mm-hmm. kind of essentially angling it in the sense of like, you didn't use your female, mm-hmm. you know, actress very well. Mm-hmm. What was up with that? So it'll be interesting to watch the movie to see how act- like audiences feel about her yeah. use in the story, if it really matters. Um, because personally it feels like this is Leonardo DiCaprio's movie yeah, and Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie are, are supporting, supporting roles. Mm-hmm. So. But I'm very excited to see this film. I love the style. I love the cinematography. I love the lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, the writing I, seems good. Yeah. Like, and I, Brad yeah. Pitt in that supporting role looks just, uh, I'm, I'm very excited yeah. for him. So it's about an actor and their stunt double. Right, right. But it it's, an, it's but there's, uh, watching one of the latest trailers, I'm trying not to watch too much, but mm-hmm. there's a hint at... Um, a deeper story rooted in Hollywood's past. Yeah. So I'm I'm really intrigued to see how this is going to play out. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. And that's that's our musty summer movie list. Mm-hmm. If you guys have some movies that you're excited for um, that we didn't list here, I, I know that people may be excited for Men in Black. That's a, that's something oh, that didn't yeah. make it onto on, onto the list. Just you know, 
We'll see what happens with that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if there's if there's another movie out there, then let us know. Tweet at us or send us an Instagram DM. All right, uh, Michelle, uh, have you ever heard of John Dilworth? Um, no. <laughs> well, I mean, you have because you looked at the show notes. But like, I just like I feel like I just learned the name today. Yeah. No. So I I go to the site Cartoon Brew. Sometimes I drop links for you guys. What is it called? Cartoonbrew.com. Okay. Great site that has news about the animation industry, and uh, John Dilworth. Um, is documenting the making of his new short. It's called Howl If You Love Me, which is a very interesting name. <laughs> like how, like how kind of thing. Uh, Oscar-nominated filmmaker and animator John Dilworth, best known for creating the Cartoon Network series Courage the Cowardly Dog. So ah. f- some of you 90s kids out there might know this show. It's a little gray dog with spots owned mm-hmm. by an elderly couple who get himself into trouble, mm-hmm. but he's always scared and always has to overcome his fears. Uh, yeah. I, I relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's why the the show lasted for so long on the network. And so, what's going on now is that Dilworth, the creator of this show, mm-hmm. he's back on the animating table once again. Cool. He's starting to detail um, this in a YouTube journal. He's is vlogging this mm-hmm. starting in March, um, and he's already on his twenty eighth installment, in which he shares the latest developments with commentary. Viewers get to see him draw on paper using his light box and hear him explain step by step how the production is evolving from script and storyboard to layout and animation. It offers a unique insight into the creative process of an artist who regularly jumps back and forth between the world of commercial production and indie filmmaking. So we watched the first vlog mm-hmm. and what did you take away from John Dilworth in, in this vlog? I feel like drawing and creating stories out of cartoons is like his number one goal in life yeah yeah he's like a master of it yeah he just seems really passionate about it like there's even this one moment in the video where he just got like super giddy about using paper yeah and and pencils right and he was just he was like sniffing the pencils like he could smell the lead and you could feel the paper and he's like (laughs) it was so funny but it's it's interesting because it's like it almost uh, I don't know. It almost feels in a way that like paper is sort of becoming like an old fashioned type of thing to use, like yeah. especially for animators now because right. it's all about computer generated stuff and. Or you could get those like those uh, digital trackpads. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't even need the paper anymore. Yeah. So it's sort of like it's getting rid of like that whole medium, but. Like, I don't know, it, it feels cool because I grew up with paper. Well, we, we technically all <laughs> grew up with paper, Michelle, but no, but it, there's like, but you, like there's you a feeling I mean? you get. Like, like it's more analog yeah. and not yes. digital, so yes. that you could touch it and feel it. And I'm a big fan of like doing things with my hands, and so I, I related to that. Yeah. Um, now, the story that he brought up, um, it's a comedic horror thriller, something Romantic. like Romantic. Oh, romantic comedy thriller. 
Yeah, romantic no romantic comedy horror. Yes, <laughs> there we go. So three different genres. Yes, um, but it, it looked very promising. There's two main characters, uh, well, the three main characters, a dog and two people. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have this goofy animated look, like um, courage, sort of. Like courage, exactly. So I'm really excited. If you want to check this out, we're gonna drop a link in the show notes so you can go check it out and mm-hmm. subscribe to his YouTube channel called Stretch Films. Mm-hmm. And just support them, and, and hopefully, we'll, you know, we'll get to all see this short come to life on the screen one day. Mm-hmm. Drop a hot link. <laughs> I don't know why that popped into my head. Discussing story, many times, Michelle, audiences are being built up in a movie theater or while reading a novel for the third act. Michelle, Hmm. what is the third act of a story? (gasps) Okay, so the third act of a story is pretty much the climax. Mm. Um, It's the resolution to the conflict that the main character is presented with at the beginning of the film. You're right. Um, so it has, it's like, um, the major fight scene at the end, or it's the major, I don't know, breakup or get together of couples and romantic movies. Like Hitch? Yeah, so it's like, it's the big finale, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. And, yes, the third act. (laughs) Yeah, no, the third act is super, super, super important. I think if you don't do it right, you, you end... The, the audience's, like, engagement in the film because they're being built up to this final moment. Yes. Right. So, uh, obviously, super important. Um, but also, what's super important is, is a rule I've been, I've been reading about mm-hmm. in, in a book about story writing. And it's how it's super important for the audience to see the hero bring the solution to the conflict. Um, now, why, in your opinion, as a filmmaker, as a storyteller, do you think it's important for the hero to bring the solution to the conflict? Well, it's important because you're emotionally investing in the main character through the whole film. Mm. And so if you don't have that satisfaction of seeing the main character resolve, because usually the conflict is about the main character. Exactly. So like when that person is able to overcome the obstacle right you're rooting for that like the whole movie you want the main character to do well and to like succeed in life because you want that for yourself yeah so i think when you see the conflict um coming to an end and you know that it was the the guy that you or the girl that you were rooting for um, I think it it just leaves you with that satisfaction of like yes he finally did it yeah and that sort of means that I can too yeah <laughs> and that's why stories are inspiring to us yeah they're kind of little testimonies for us to like gain inspiration and motivation to live out our lives mm-hmm. yeah and I think we would feel super cheated um, if someone else comes in and solves the conflict yeah for for us or yeah. for the hero and it's like our own lives right like yes it feels nice when mom comes in and defends you against the, the school bully mm-hmm. but it would feel so much better if you were able to defeat the bully yourself mm-hmm. that's where you would be able to grow as yeah. a person mm-hmm. you get no growth if someone else does it for you yeah so do you have any examples of 
Ooh, thank, good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, the example that I brought up was Gladiator. Ooh. Right? Classic film. Um, very easy to pick out the final conflict, which is the, the, the battle between Maximus and Commodus in, um, in the arena in Rome mm-hmm. uh, and the Colosseum. And what's crazy about this conflict is Commodus, who's being played by Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. um, he's the antagonist of the film. He wants to shut up Maximus because mm-hmm. he wants to have rule and not have anyone question yeah. his uh, ascent to the throne. And uh, he actually knows that Maximus can beat him in a fight. Mm-hmm. So he stabs him secretly before they get out to the fight in the back. Spoiler alert. Well, hey, it's it's been like almost eight it's been eighteen <laughs> years. If you haven't seen if you haven't seen Gladiator now, I'm sorry. <laughs> but like it's it it's terrible, but it also makes total sense. Yeah. So you have a weakened hero doing all he can mm-hmm. to fight off this villain who is secretly you know, who's who's taking a toll out of him, taking yeah. out a, a pound of flesh as it were. Mm-hmm. Um so Obviously, in the end, Commodus is defeated by Maximus. He he ends up killing him, overcoming um, the setback that he was that was laid upon him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a tragic story because he doesn't get to live past the victory. Um, there's no real denouement. There's no like real like ending for you know you to see. Hey, all the heroes lived happily after. After you get a little bit with the side characters, but not with the main character because he dies right yeah. after. Um, but it, it's satisfying because he's the one who kills Commodus. If mm-hmm. if it had been any of the other supporting characters coming in and killing Commodus, it just wouldn't have felt the yeah. same way. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Michelle? For me, um, I... Well, my example would be the my favorite film ever, but um, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Mm. The Ben Stiller version. Um, I actually haven't seen the original, but... I didn't even know there was an original. <laughs> yes. I just found out right now. Oh, really? I thought it was a new movie. Oh, no. Why yes. are there always these remakes? Yeah, so, okay, so anyway, there's an original. But um, in the Ben Stiller version, the whole conflict is that... Um, there's, like, this... nothing new under the sun. There really isn't. I know. That just wows me. That, that was an original? No. Wow. Well, I think they changed a lot of the story. Yeah, but still, I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I think for um, for that movie, the conflict was that um, Ben Stiller's character, Walter, was supposed to um, present this new boss who was churning their um, analog magazine company into a digital company. Right. Um, he was supposed to give him the last image for the last um, printed cover. Yeah. So... Um, the whole thing is him trying to search for this cover or this picture. And then um, by like towards the end of it, he realizes that it was in a wallet that this guy gave him at the very beginning of the movie. And that oh, that's right. And he didn't actually have to travel all over the world to um, find it. And so um, his mom had it. Because she found it in the trash because he actually had thrown it away because he was so discouraged. Right, right. And so all that time his mom had it and he had been looking all over. So I I feel like if anybody else um, had delivered that or found the image and they gave it to the boss, it just wouldn't make sense. And it would feel anticlimactic. Right. And And he also had a spiel at the end. Yeah. So he had his, um, his like suck it speech to the boss um so he yeah 
I don't know. That's like that was super satisfying because his whole journey was to get past the fear that he had in his life of like living outside the box and doing things that he knew was best for him. And then he finally got to tell off his boss and like tell him why he's been a jerk this whole time. Yeah. So I think just the fact that that moment happened, it does make it satisfying. Like, okay, that whole thing was worth it because Walter became a new person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that's, I mean, not every movie, not every story is that classic hero's journey mm-hmm. kind of story. But with within those the stories that are like that, those like archetypal stories, um, you know, that's, that's, ten, that's tend to be the rule. Mm-hmm. That if you have a hero or heroes... They have to be the ones to actually end, you yeah. know, bring about the resolution of the conflict. Yeah. And if it's done by a side character, a supporting character, mm-hmm. or by some random thing like nature. <laughs> random thing. Yeah, that's just it's just not good enough. Like we, yeah. we watched the other day, we watched Karate Kid Part Two mm-hmm. the other day. And like, you know, at the very end, the Karate Kid has to fight, you know, yeah. his his nemesis. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, you know, if that had been solved by Miss Miyagi or by, you know, the supporting role of Kumiko, it's like... Or the hurricane. Or the hurricane, right? Almost by the hurricane, but mm-hmm. no. Like, it had to be Daniel LaRusso, you know, it had to be yeah. the Karate Kid actually fighting. Mm-hmm. So, because then it just wouldn't be Karate Kid. It'd just be Karate went to, Karate Kid went to, or it would be Kid Goes to Okinawa. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy can come in a short film, and no better example than the thrilling tale of a chameleon in a short that I watched for the first time at the Special Interest Group for Computer Graphics Animation Festival, <laughs> also called the Sea Graph. Yes. Yeah, and the film is called. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Our wonderful nature. Yes. The chameleon. Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna put a link to the show notes because you can watch for free on on Vimeo.com. Mm-hmm. It's literally the best, one of the best pieces of comedy film i've ever watched in my entire life mm-hmm. he literally almost had an asthma attack yeah when i watched him watch it okay but see you weren't even there for the first time i watched it though no i know so yeah. that was the second time yeah he laughed so hard yeah the second time he watched it he was crying and yeah. weeping and yeah. gnashing of teeth <laughs> no like when i when i went to the cigarette festival which is like it's literally the, the the place to go for graphics. Even if you're not a graphics like maker, if you're just interested in how movies are made, mm-hmm. um, all the new computer graphics, the animation styles, everything like that, like this is the place to be. Yeah, it's amazing. I was a wonderful experience in 2017 that I went, and it was being held. It, it was held in LA, so I bought a ticket for the animation festival. Uh, I'd always wanted to go and check it out. Uh-huh. When I watched this, the whole theater busted up laughing, and then I was dying i was sweating <laughs> i was crying and and then like i was so messed up that the next <laughs> film that they showed i didn't even i didn't even i don't even remember what the next film was i was still like you're recovering from yeah i was doubled over in my seat <laughs> it was bad oh my god and so you guys have to watch this we're gonna drop a link in the show notes but it's just amazing how, like, in such a small package, it's like a four or three and a half minute film. Mm-hmm. Such a small package that the comedy writing is just mm, genius. But it's like, yeah, the the writing is what makes it, I think. Because yeah. it, it's, 
It's so simple. Yes. There's no fancy like camera angles or movements. No, there's no, one angle. It's one angle the entire time. Yeah, and it's just it all the oh, movement man. and all the personality is like in the yeah. the main character. But I dude, yeah. dude, that should have won an award, like an acting award. The animators for that chameleon. <laughs> it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like from every little moment you get. We're not gonna spoil this because you need to go watch this. Yeah. It, it it will bust you up. Mm-hmm. Please go watch this. But if you don't laugh at it now that we've hyped it up, I apologize. No, I don't apologize. <laughs> you get you need a funny bone. You need a new funny bone. Go get a surgery. <laughs> get a transplant. Yeah, get your funny bone replaced. Um, but anyway, so we're getting to the end of our show. And you know, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. end of our show. Sad. All good things come to an end. Yes. That's yeah. such a depressing phrase. But it's the truth. It's the truth. Um, but I wanted to check in on we're gonna update you guys on our personal projects. Cause we do stuff too, you know. Yeah, we're musty creative. That's why we're working too hard. Um so <laughs> we'd be working. Too. So Michelle, uh how's the progress on your short film, uh Illusory? How's that coming along? Um hmm. okay, so I have the whole cast casted. Woo! And I, this has been the biggest cast I've had so far. How many people so film. far? There's like 10 people. Nice. Nice. Um, so that's been interesting <laughs> to get everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I have that. I have a great cast. I'm excited to work with them. Yeah, and she's been like Instagramming and I Facebooking am. them, and she's like super excited to work with them. Yeah, and then um, I have my uh, first draft of a shot list done. Woo! Now, what what's a shot list? A shot list is a detailed list of every camera angle that you are going to use on set. Like I said before, Michelle's a an award winning filmmaker, and she is super organized and detail oriented when it comes to productions. Oh, thank you. Which uh, to me makes it a joy to to fund and to be a part of her films, just because I know that she's gonna get her stuff done. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I have, yeah, I have the cast, the shot list. Um, I have two locations and I'm working on, I'm actually going to go location scouting tomorrow in the rain. So that'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, location scouting tomorrow. Um, we're going to be looking at a lot of random open fields. So we'll be random open fields. Yeah, so we'll be all like getting soaked in the rain and just being in the mud. So that'll that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I think that's it so far. Um, we're almost ready to shoot. Production starts the twenty third. Okay. And just a lot of twenty third of June. Yes. All right. And then just a lot of like um. SAG after paperwork and well, when, when do you when will paperwork. your uh, production be finished? So you go from June twenty third to July fifth. July fifth. Oh, that's a long that's a long production time it's for you. Two weeks. That's the longest I think you've done. Yeah. That's not that for your own films. But I'm taking breaks, so Thursdays and Saturdays I'll be taking off. Okay, and then when will when do you see you have your first like rough cut of the film done? Oh goodness, I would. Hopefully, say the first, like the week after, because okay. I want to get it done as soon as I can. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'll have at least a rough cut the first week. Okay. Cool. And then you have a new project that you're working on that I'm actually really excited about. Well, we we talked about it before on the podcast. Yes. Fat roll. Yes. 
Yeah, so it's not called Fat Cat anymore. It's called Fat Roll. Yes. Um, a little video game about a cat. Still a cat, though. Still a cat, rolling around. Um, but I just made some recent updates. Very happy with the progress we've been making, me and uh, my artist friend, um, Matt. He's been doing a great job. Woo. And um, But, yeah, recently updated the lighting. Uh, added some post-processing to add some bloom effects. And, what does that mean? Um, you know what? It'd be better if he said it. I'm just saying keywords. <laughs> um, but it just it just makes things look lovelier. I don't know. Like it we'll sounded... have him on the podcast so you can actually yeah. explain. <laughs> I'm just a programmer. That sounded very technical. You no, know, it is. It bloom effects are it's a technical term. Um, but I don't know how to explain it to you. Mm. Um, but it's just a nice soft um light tones that, that not sparkle but kind of blush and bloom. Like lighting wise, I don't know. He'll explain. Like bokeh, not bokeh. No, no. no I, he'll explain. Okay. He'll explain. But anyways, um, but we've added that stuff and we've added some new UI elements, changed up the gameplay process so it's easier to replay mm-hmm. uh, the levels um, based on early uh, feedback testing. Thank you to everyone who helped with the feedback testing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd like to be a part of that, I can definitely send you a link. Just let me know um, on the Discord or send us Instagram DM or send us uh, a Twitter DM and let us know if you want to be a part of that. And it's family friendly so your kids can play it. Yes. Yes, it is family friendly and uh, really excited. Uh, we were supposed to release on May 14th mm-hmm. uh, with the demo. Uh, we're pushing back just because we want to increase the, the quality. Yeah. Um, so we're looking more towards uh, middle of July, um, sorry, middle of June release for the mm-hmm. demo. So definitely we'll let you know when we're done with that. But cool. I'm really excited for this, guys. Like, this is something I've always wanted to make games. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I'm making games, mm-hmm. um, doing the programming, getting a friend to do the the art. Actually was able to talk to another person online to actually get the music. So, so we have custom music for it. And the mu- like, because the cat alone makes me laugh, but yeah. the music with the cat makes me laugh even harder. Yeah, I- I'm super excited. And it, it play tested really well with kids, uh, which is our target audience. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm-, I'm super, super excited for this. I'm excited too. Yeah. So if you have projects you're working on in 2019, please let us know. Post about it on Twitter or Instagram and we will share it on the show. And also, if there's movies that you want us to talk about or TV shows you want us to talk about, please let us know. Again, we put out our summer movie list, but mm-hmm. if there's a movie you really think we should talk about, let's we want to get that in there. Now, we'll tell you this right now. Endgame has come out, and it's been a while. <laughs> so now, I'm going to talk about Endgame. Mm-hmm. Next episode, look forward to an official uh, Marvel's Endgame review. Mm-hmm. We don't really do real reviews, but we're just going to review in the sense of we're going to talk about everything about the movie. Review our feelings. Yeah, our feelings, our hopes, our desires. We'll include some Infinity War stuff as well, but uh, we watched it two times mm-hmm. in the theater. Really enjoyed it. Our, we'll talk about our first viewing, how that was, because that mm-hmm. was super. That was a super fun experience. Yeah. And so next episode, look forward to Marvel Endgame. We will talk about it. So just letting you know ahead of time, so we don't spoil it for you if you haven't seen it, but... Ladies and gentlemen, you need to go see that movie if you haven't seen it already. And, uh, yeah, so look forward to that in the show. That's all we have time for. So remember to leave us a review on iTunes and find us on Twitter, Instagram, and anchor.fm slash musty. Also, our mustycreative.com website. Now, it's time to shower up. Oh, 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 oh,
gives them a satisfaction they couldn't get any other way.